Yo guys, welcome back to one of the last episodes of the season of Bias Brothers, and it is a joyful and free season. I don't know about the rest of people on this podcast today, but I am Dave, and welcome to Bias Brothers. And we have a stack squad here today. We have Sierra, John, Renwin, Akil, Jomo, John, Monga, and Prudence. What going on, guys? Yeah, we're cool, man. Is he good? Nice. Yeah, man. Everything back. I'm good. I'm good. I, I am a champion of Europe, so I am elite. <laughs> <laughs> can't, you know, you can't lose the Champions League final if you're not in the Champions League now, but, you know? 5D chess. Well, <laughs> I know you're win case, and win not even in the Premier League, so. Scarlett, we go like, get away with this champion of Europe thing for like the first week after that. No, for the whole year. Um... For the whole year. <laughs> for the whole year. For <laughs> the whole year. For <laughs> the whole year. Come on, come on. The whole year. As long as I have that, that badge on my sleeve, the champion's badge on my sleeve, I talk. Right? <laughs> as long as I have that champion's badge on my sleeve, I talk. So, get used to it. <laughs> but anyway... Chelsea champions of Europe. We do have any, well, we have half of a city fan influence here. Kudan, since you on the city side and Pep side, you, you tell me about the final. You tell me what was on our final. I would say coming into the game, the atmosphere was nice in terms of um, the fans. Not sure what Pep tactic was or his goal was, seeing that he didn't start um his whole in midfielder putting, you know. Um formation kind of struggle against um Chelsea's big defense. Um it was like a rock that just couldn't break through. Um we saw like basically the ending of the game coming on today five five minutes or seven minutes then they had to basically go with some long balls which um was a real killer um so yeah like i say i'm not sure i know pep is known for changing his his tactics but it just didn't go against um the chelsea squad who just happened to beat them what like two three times before that um so the third one in six weeks <laughs> i know you have been <laughs> no, but let, let me let me de- debunk that that Fernandinho and thing theory, right? No, that's a good theory. In the FA Cup, they played both Fernandinho and Rodri. They yeah. lost. They lost. And In the league, they played Rodri alone. They lost. Champions League final there was without both Rodri and Fernandinho. And yeah, lost. but so, coming coming into a game like coming into a game like this, you need your most experienced. Uh, players, why would you start? Why would you not start? Um, for the new? But I could I mean, see, I could see logic behind it because he wanted to go, he wanted to go with a, a attacking team well, to yeah. attack Chelsea. So I could see yeah. logic behind it. But seeing, seeing Chelsea's formation, or you, well, I know Chelsea was gonna come with, with, with a tough defense, so I'm not sure. Yeah, I'm still not sure what his tactic was. I actually agree um, with that. Gundogan, Gundogan holding as a, a number six. 
that was crazy. I, I, actually, I actually agree with uh, Prudence here yeah, because um, was, um, Pep Guardiola have a history of overthinking games. I've seen him done it already. And when I saw Sterling started, I was like, what? This guy is out of form. He's not even started in the Premier League. Why is he for the Champions League? Because he didn't play in the last five Champions League games. Yeah, so what he doing on the field? Only because he scored a goal against Chelsea in the, in the, in the final game when he all won 2 1. I don't know if that was some kind of deciding factor, but no way still is supposed to start on that team for me. And I agree with you. I think Fernandinho should play or Rodri. Um, when Fernandinho come on in the 60th minute, you clearly see City had a little more ball possession and City started to look like. The Manchester City we know. And I think if, if the if the if the whole in midfield has started, the game might have been a different scoreline. And still it was not supposed to come on the pitch at all. He wasn't supposed to play at all. So if I could add to what Renan was saying too, is the anti jump was card was saying before is the about that playing with Rodri with Rodri and Fernandinho wouldn't that make a difference. I don't think that is a fair assumption to make because even though both of them played in the FA Cup, one of them did play in the league meeting, both of which Chelsea had won previously. Um, the rest of the 11 was not the 11 they were competing with in the Champions League for the whole run. When they beat PSG, when they beat Dortmund, when they beat Mönchengladbach. For the most part, it has been um, their first team players with Myers, with Foden, with KDB, with Gundogan, with Bernardo Silva, and a whole midfielder. And it did not have anything close to that combination in neither the league meeting or the FA Cup meeting. So... I can't agree with the assumption that having a DM would not have made a difference. And I think when you look at how the game played out when Fernandinho actually did come on, while Chelsea still got one or two chances, you saw the difference he made in closing down the lanes for Chelsea to counter attack. It only had one meaningful counter that Chelsea had, other than that, it was sustained pressure. But as I told my friends before, you know, football in a lot of ways is a lot like chess, you know. One person makes a move, the other person makes a move. Pep made a move. And it backfired. And Chelsea took advantage. And nobody should ever discredit Chelsea for taking advantage. But you should acknowledge at the same time that Pep did try something and, and it failed now. Boy. You know? So what was what was the idea behind going with that attacking squad like that? Because you know, um, you know, um, Pep know what to expect from Chelsea. It's not to say it's, like, I think, well, it's not a big secret that what Chelsea well, was going to do. I think he was hoping to dominate the ball but I, I think that that was overthinking in, in its prime because, like, if it's, if you ask me to define Rodri in a nutshell, he's more like a hybrid between a DM and a deep playmaker. And to me, like, if you really was thinking about dominating the ball, then it should have just been a choice between if you wanted a more defensive option in Rodri, in Fernandinho, sorry, or if you wanted a more playmaker-style one in Rodri. But to take out either of them, and then what made it even worse for me was that it is arguable that Gundogan has been your second best player this season behind Diaz, right? Then all of a sudden, by not playing Gundogan in his natural free room role, then you just nullified one of your biggest attacking threats this season. All of which to include who is probably your most out of form attacker in Sterling. Because Gabriel was getting some form, Ferran Torres was getting some form, even Aguero was scoring before the final. And you chose the wrong attacker to try and force in the lineup. And the thing is, it is characteristic of Pepper at this point that we know that at a big moment he's going to try something crazy. Like, I don't know if you guys remember, but last year, Mares was the second highest goal contributor for City 
in the league and Champions League last season. And yet, when it came to the knockout, he neither started nor came off the bench. Mm. It has been something that since Pep left Bayern, that all of a sudden he's become this complicated manager. Because at Barca, at Bayern, he had his 11, and that was 11 out of play. But ever since that city, that complicated gene started kicking. And unfortunately, that's the one thing out of everything that Ateta decided to inherit, which is the complicated gene. Look, even from before with Aguero, you lose any game when you have Aguero on the bench. Yeah. He, he, towards the end of the season, when the title was won, he should have given Aguero game time to get match. He gave him no game time. He gave him half an hour for the last game. Now you're bringing him on in 50 minutes ago, and he's not as sharp as he should be. I don't, I, don't even think, I don't even think Aguero is part of a plan, so. Yeah, but on the topic of because I see we attack stealing a little bit, but and I agree, like you know, somebody like Aguero is obviously the choice we like go with, but I wouldn't say stealing was completely out because, like in the early days, you see, um, when Edison put a long ball over and stealing speed count on, on the left side and he got a couple of chances to either create or to score himself, and I wouldn't completely put him out. Well, you know who did completely put him out, though? Yeah. Reece James. James. Reece. <laughs> yeah. yeah. He was horrible. He was horrible. And that was the one chance. I can one and chance. He got more than one chance. He got more. Reece James had enough bad. Like, Reece James had, Reece James had still in. The one or two yeah. times he get through as Pelicueta was covering yeah, on, the, yeah. on the outside, so... I mean, that's just and, a product of how yeah. good Chelsea defense play as a unit. So, and I mean, Rich James arguably the best right back in the in the league. Like, yeah, yeah. I wouldn't. On that note, I would say he play horrible. Rich James and Chilwell is the best wing backs in the league. Well, wing backs, full backs. Chilwell is a stretch. Stretch. Chilwell is a stretch. I like the routine Chilwell um, got in the league. Yeah. So I had a good first time for him. Well, I'm loving yeah. about the white winner now. Winner? What hey. was it? What's on Timo for that game? Let's hear, let's hear it. No, Timo. If it wasn't for Timo, the goal would not score enough. Correct. Correct. Yeah. Let's hear about Timo before. Let's hear how many goals he <laughs> could have been scored now. No, Timo did what Timo was expected to do. Timo, we know Timo going to show it <laughs> chances that he gets and he will only score outside <laughs> goals. That is oh, that's what Timo does do. But what he's also do is he does pressure a backline. So the runs he make, he 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 pressure Ruben Diaz and Stones whole game, and Walker to extent whole game. Like that City backline was troubled by one man, and that was Timo. And Timo but Scarlett, I just say that though. You say no, no. But let me say that Kai did not get a chance, dog, and then City ended up going down to win. All you would have been studying is that Werner had two good chances and a half chance that he did not even look remotely like a professional striker. Doing agree, it, you know, agree. Right? But as I, as I say, these are things we expect from Timo. So when you expect something, you can't be disappointed. I didn't say expect. <laughs> no, I'm a question, though. I'm yeah, a question. So I, I, I want to ask a Chelsea fan. I want to ask a Chelsea fan this question, right? So... Thomas Tuchel is um, German. He is, right? Mm-hmm. Just making sure. Yeah. Yeah. Kai Havertz is, is German? Yes? Yeah. yeah. 
Timo Werner is German. Uh-huh. Who is the most goal scorer for Chelsea right now for the season? Um, I think it's Werner. Nah, 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 not Werner, not Werner. Tam, Tammy? No, in the league, in the league is Jorginho. Seven right. goals, seven points. Oh, legend. But Tammy Abraham as a striker is he up there like for sure? Nah, Tammy, how about? In the Champions League, he has, you know, Kai Havertz scored his first goal ever. Tell me, I won goal in Champions League. Tell me, I won goal in Champions League. And that was the final. So, I, I find, I find T, um, Team Overrunner is getting these, these large amounts of chances. And it's true now, we're all this because he, I think he and Tuchel have a, because of that German combination with the, with the communication, I think he has that edge over Tammy, especially. But I, 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 I don't know. Why isn't T, um, Tammy Abraham starting or getting some kind of game time as a Chelsea as a Chelsea fan? Why isn't he? Why isn't he playing? <laughs> well, because I think I think he better than than Kai Havertz personally, but I don't know. I could be wrong. No, but I, um, I said it on my Champions League preview on Friday. Um, for this particular game against City, having a classic number nine winter work because it would be very easy for the back three. To deal with Tommy. But when you have a rotating front three, you have Havis playing force now. And the front three always rotating, mount sometimes in the middle, Werner in the middle. It's harder to deal with from the city back line. So that's why Havis playing force now was the best option for this game. If it was, honestly, honestly. If it was somebody else, like, I don't know, maybe, maybe a Madrid or somebody, you could have, have a classic number nine. Yeah, yeah but Scarlett in general, Tuchel basically icing Tammy out of the squad, you know. The I, man couldn't even make yeah. the bench for yeah. the final. <laughs> I, I don't know if it's some kind of some kind of fallout between him and Tammy, but in terms of Werner, why he always in the team, Werner put Tuchel not in the team to score goals. Timo is oh. in the team, he in the team for you work with. And yeah. everything he does do other than that. He has he like a Lingardan, basically. Be- basically. Lingardan. He's a James. Nah, let me not go that but far. James Butler. James Butler. Come on. Yeah, but by that definition, yeah, Scarlett, so she is right in her. She is right then. It's a James. If, he is there for his work rate. He is not there to score goals. But I don't think you could ever say that our forward is not any team to score goals. Eh? It's just... Some men have lower expectation than others to score goals now. But like I say now, but you know the way how I play out, you know, yeah, really studying it. But I like Renwin would like to know why it is that Tammy Abraham has frozen out as well. I think that when you have somebody who's 22 years old and manages to score 15 Premier League goals and think on all of a sudden a new manager comes in, and he casts the light today, I think questions should be asked about that, especially when he's consistently playing somebody who does mix up his two left foot now. You know, <laughs> and by the way, did, did Tommy come through the ranks? Was he? Yeah. Did he go through Chelsea? Yeah, yeah. way on a harsh, way on a harsh. Wow, dog. To tell you, Tommy CV dog. Eh? He managed over fifteen oh. championship goals twice. He managed over ten Premier League goals for the relegated Swansea. And in his first full season at Chelsea, he finished as their top scorer as they reached FA Cup final and finished top four. Dog. And now all of a sudden he's not good enough, you know. They're rubbish to me, though. I think I think the fans, the fans gonna make an issue about it. Yeah, de- definitely, definitely. Because so Tommy deserves a chance in the team. And Tommy has proven yeah, that he could fit in the team. I don't know what to should 
see or doesn't see in Tommy that causing this um, and then Scarlett, when you look at the rumors right now, that Chelsea rumor to look at Lukaku, look at Kane, obviously Verna is not going anywhere. Then it, it looks like if both Tammy and Giroud probably heading for the door. Giroud is definitely going. I think Giroud might go to Inter or something like that. But Giroud definitely going. But Tammy, Tammy should stay. Because switching Tammy out for Lukaku kind of don't make sense to me. Took a watching Tammy right now and seeing about 20 to 30 <laughs> million, basically. <laughs> Well, if, if we sell Tommy, I, I want more true. than that. I want more. I want sixty for Tommy. <laughs> but selling Tommy for 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 Lukaku. Who paying sixty million for Tommy? Right? One of them. <laughs> but Lukaku don't make sense because Lukaku is what twenty nine or something, twenty eight, twenty nine. And yeah, but he is he is in his prime. He's arguably the top four strikers in the world, depending on order you play it in. And he is now proven. I, if anybody who actually watches the inside that he can carry a team and he did it while playing in a charity back system which Chelsea do play now as well there's a lot of stuff that I like to say that Lukaku would be a top fit but I look in at I look in like future from so, the most you're getting one to two years from Lukaku nah I find that is a real unfair assessment to say nah, that I by think... 30 he got fall off the, that physically he is extremely dominant right now I find that, that kind of wrong to just assume that by 30 he will fall off. Though. Not, that, not exactly that he would fall off, but what he I think Lukaku genuinely has at least five years in him again. Like, he at shows no level, signs of slowing, though. I yeah, 100%, though, because he has never really suffered with injuries, um, except for a small injury he had last year with Inter. But he doesn't suffer with injuries. He is physically prime. He has the arrogance and ability of a top five striker. And he will look at... Don't kill me that even if it's for two years or you don't know what youth man will pop out of the academy, pop out of the new world in two years. Though if you want to sell Lukaku after two years again and next Champions League winning a league, who cares though, at that point though? I mean, United literally use Lukaku to get second and then throw him away after that. Uh, you know, it, it don't matter once you're juicing fit. Though, and I think that at the moment in time, there are like two strikers in the world that you can't give me an argument for buying over him. And as uh, Haaland, because of his age, and Kane, because, you know, he's Premier League. He's already Prem. He gave a homegrown quota, shippingness, that kind of thing. But, Chelsea, yeah. rumored to be interested in Kane too. So, that'll be, yeah. that'll be the question. If both are attainable, Lukaku or Kane? I think well, if Kane come in, where Kai have his plane? Left out. Oh, stop it. <laughs> stop nah, they're not going to go Kai, no. I feel we're not going to bench. Kai would just like that. No, but Kai, like that German, Kai wouldn't like play. That he wouldn't play he false like nine. He wouldn't play false nine if if we have a classic striker. Kai would play. Kai would play in his actual position, which is behind the strikers. So when Mount played, Mount could play out wide. Okay. I don't see anybody moving King Dog. They mount club in the dog. Nobody talking dog. Everywhere he go, he's telling everybody, talk to me nice in the dog. Nobody can tell he's nothing, dog. I don't see nobody moving he from there, dog. I think if actually Shaka coming, I, I think like he might have multiple systems that he might run, but I think like that false nine, especially like how the premise and thing and how his game is, is the best thing for him. If actually Shaka coming, might see some pressure. And you think it's like any other system. So far, I, I know men does Rav's lamp, but I don't find Lampard is as bad as men make him sound. I think, he though. wasn't. He wasn't. He wasn't, right? 
Lampard really did try his best to get both Mount and Kai in the side. Though. I think that was like a director from all the way up to the board, I think. And it didn't work. It had no other way for it to work now. I feel like this false nine with Mount running behind him is probably the only way to get the two of them in the side. I agree. I agree. And even people say talk about Lampard, what Lampard, how Lampard was. Lampard wasn't ready. Lampard finished the Champions League group stage. Two goals conceded. Two goals conceded. And what in the league? Lampard, remember Lampard was top of the league by in November or December. And where he was when, well, it was when he gets that? Uh, no, I would What? Oh. <laughs> oh. But, oh. That was just a, a, a bad run of games. A bad run about four or five games that, that make me drop so low. Four or five you, games? You, Answer this question. Four or two games is a bad run. Four or five? <laughs> <laughs> Answer so this. Dog, it's time. she's saying to the dog. <laughs> Answer this, David. You think Hollywood are in champions? Is he going to love that? No, Stop definitely not. Definitely Negative. Not. Definitely not. As, right, oh, so do you make top four in Lampard? Nah, nah, come now, nah, man, come now. Nah. But he um, follow us there, though. With Aaron, our games? Nah, if, if Lampard was was um still in charge, we would not make we would not make Champions League final, definitely not. And we was ninth at the time Lampard gets up. So I'm not sure if we would have finished up for either. So we, it, was, it was a good change from Abramovich to bring in Tushan. But, okay, Chelsea, four goals conceded. In the whole season, and the third highest scorers, well, in Champions League, four goals conceded in the season, which is the record, the least amount of goals conceded, and third highest scorers behind City and Bayern. Is this Chelsea team one of the best title winning teams in history? Um, Champions League history the stats would say yes, based on what you just said. I mean, I feel look at the teams that have to beat. To reach where they are now, I mean, it was a respectable running. Who was PSG? No, we didn't play no, not PSG. Real Madrid. It was Atletico Porto Madrid. Right. So Porto is probably the only you could say expected side that they would have been expected to be. And Atletico, Porto, Porto was still a strong side. Too. Yeah, Atletico win the league. They always have a solid team, especially defensively. So, in terms of Champions League, yeah, I, I would give them that. Yeah. I, I am. I mean, in terms of the, the energy and the vibe, I would prefer the drug by era. But uh, I think looking at the stats, definitely, this is probably the best side Chelsea ever had. And what so, about, yeah, what about in, in Champions League history? Not just Chelsea history, but Champions since 1993, the first Champions League season. Oh, I can't, I can't <laughs> remember that one. Now, but I know the, I think this, is this season, well, this Chelsea team is probably one of the best teams to win the title. Especially yeah. with the least amount of goals scored. One loss for the whole season, which was Porto. And should not lose that game because the game was done anyway. Mm. And, and the third highest top scorers. You feel the chance to be the side that lost the United in the final? In 2008? Yeah. No. <laughs> not at all. That, 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 that 2008 side was it was good, but talk nicely about ha- United. That it was actually extremely good. Then. <laughs> no, but no, the 2008 side was good. The manager was not good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. Basically, yeah. 
But it was still like Avram Grant. It was still a case of Avram Grant coming in and replacing Mourinho. You know, it was still what's happening now with Tuchel coming and replacing Lampard. So you know, on the three occasions that a manager coming and replace an ex-manager, we make Champions League final. So I guess that is, that is something to look at. Oh, they know what to do next season then. <laughs> Well, yeah, I don't. I guess so. We could begin. Yeah, if, if Frank was not as bad as they say he was, <laughs> bring back in Frank. Reverse, bring him back. Yeah. Nah, he going. He going Palace. He going Palace. Yeah. <laughs> so on, on the topic of City, though, what next for City? Because English teams usually have a knack for losing their first Champions League final, then going on to win after. Like Chelsea in '08, like Liverpool in uh, well, that wasn't the first final, but like Liverpool in 2018, and then went on to in 2019. So, what next for City? Nah, nothing for them, you know. <laughs> nothing for them. I would like to say they're not going to get. I mean, we wouldn't. We are in Premier League next season, obviously. But oh. I, I do see City dropping. Like it's being real. I do see the quality that City coming with dropping anytime soon. So next season. Pepsi and done with the, the board or directors. What is the priority for next season? Winning our next league or going for the Champions League? Champions, Champions League. League. Champions, Champions League. League. Let me tell you, I think certain men could get sell this season. And let me wheel back to, the, to the, the team he picked for the final. I think in addition to everybody was saying before, it was a case of Pep being loyal to certain men sooner. Like, think about it. It was. City goal since the inception, but especially since Pepperidge was to get to the final and win the final. If you look at the team he select, he had Sterling since he reached. He had Maris for a good while. He had Bernardo Silva for a good while. Like these men probably should not start the final, but I feel out of the loyalty, the journey he take with these men, he probably take that into consideration too. Now. Like these men go to it, and you know, he want to reward them for finally reaching where they reach, and. I think it was a chance to show that if certain men like Sterling, Sterling didn't perform. So now if he, if he had to make tough decisions in the transfer window now, he could watch a man like Sterling and say, listen, we reach where we reach, I'll give you a chance, you feel, I'll see you, you know, on the, on the way out. I think Aguero was probably just the beginning. Sterling, I think, on the chopping block. Bernardo could be on the chopping block. Um, so nah, I'm gonna pass the sound though. though. Um, you so you're saying that that Raheem on the chopping block, and the truth is that I, I think that there is some truth to that, right? But if I could ask, right, who you think would even buy him, though? Because let me just portray something real quick, right? The truth is, is that Raheem has scored 20 plus goals in three consecutive seasons for Man City, two of which that um he was contender for the Player of the Year and one PFA Young Player of the Year, right? Now he's had two pretty not so good seasons, right? His market value, according to the transfer market, is around 50 million. What they're gonna ask for him is about 60 million, 65 million. Will you say in pay that's that's largely based on what they know he's capable of producing rather what he is producing now, right? Who then goes to pay that 65 million? Because in contrast, though, uh, and the irony is that this guy is also English, says plays in the same position. Jack Grealish is 70 million. So then now, if our side is going to sign somebody, wouldn't you rather pour that extra 5 million and go and sign Grealish? 
Because what I'm saying is, uh, is that I actually think that even if City want to get rid of him to go for Grealish, go for Sancho, go for somebody else, they actually stuck with him. Like, I don't think anybody will actually pay the money that they want to, to buy Sterling from them. I don't know. You see, it depends on his demands too. Like, if he will to take which cuts and all them kind of things. Because um, scrolling through Twitter today, I was seeing some article. I mean, you always had to be careful with news on Twitter. But um, where they were saying certain city players a little disgruntled right now, especially given how the final went. And he was one of the players. So, it depends. I don't see him. About- I'm not going to say, but he's the reason, man, gruntled. <laughs> how the hell you could have the audacity to be gruntled about the results? I don't know, remember, it's more than footballer. I mean, people rave about Pep, but Pep is a real firm manager. I show everybody here right. the clip yeah. about yeah. when he um, stormed in the dressing room and he was like, nobody Ooh. talk, everybody sit down, just relax. Like, how much of that ticket really go through without, you know, getting upset at something? So I, I get your point on who really would have the financial capability and the want to probably get him. But I think it probably depends on him too. Agents. No, but I think I think it's like more than just like having the money. Like for example, right, Chelsea United, these clubs would have the money. But then now would you say that they would feel like they pay that 65 million are sure to get their value out of it? Because on one hand, you can't get the Sterling that will destroy defenses though. When he's on it, though, that man dribbling is insane, his shot hmm. selection is insane. He will get you 20 plus goals though. But when he isn't on it, that level he's at is terrible. It's terrible. And that kind of inconsistency, when you're paying for a player that expensive, do you think that other teams will be willing to spend that? Because, hey, I've been real. As you can see in the background there, I supported Arsenal. Look. I clearly need good players, right? Dog? But even I would see that if my club wants to spend that money, I don't, I'm not sure if I want Sterling. And it's not because of a lack of ability, but rather a lack of consistency from him. And at the age of 26 now, where he's supposed to be in his prime, he's probably at his lowest point ever in his career. This coming you know? from the club who signed William, by the way. You see and why? You see why? No, I, I just, I just can't handle the little low blows, like, to be honest. <laughs> but uh, William, how more assistance do you have for four for years with the uh, he course? Zia, come on, too, please, bro. Not that William over his career. Not that William. <laughs> Ziek wasn't even in the. Oh, wait, yeah, yeah, he was in his squad. He was in his squad for the final. I don't see nothing. But, um, kind of going back to the final. Kante. The peaking monster. Boy. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Monster. He's good to know. Man, the match for me, definitely. You were from the match too. And that was the third. Consecutive you for Mario March too because he was Mario March in both semifinals. It's all a tackle. I see him. It's all a tackle. I see him hit the Bruyne. I was like, whoa, how he even get that ball? It was crazy. Like, I swear the Bruyne, I was going to beat him. And the man get that ball. I was like, whoa. And yeah, even. It had a, a point in the first half um, where I think it was chill, well playing across. Kante is 5 6. And Ruben Diaz about six two or something. He's still it though. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like Kante, that's ridiculous. What he had up? Yeah, 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 he had up. Yeah. So yeah, we were talking about that 2008 side, John. 
and mm-hmm. Kante really com- just be compared to Makalele. Do you think Kante is better? One hundred percent. I think he is. No, point, no, no. Yeah. I think he is. Uh, because, like, as you know, as you rightly point out, though, you know, that's his third consecutive man in match. And, like, if we leave out the whole sympathy aspect of it that people associate with Kante because of his journey, aren't they? But talk about put medals on the table, though, and what he's accomplished. Like, all right, all of us are modern football fans here, right? And we know from watching Ballon d'Or, watching all these trophies, dog. The most of these individual awards just go to the man that has scored the goals, just put the numbers on the board, right? Yeah. Do we had to understand how good it is that Kante had to play in 1617 to win the PFA Player um Player of the Year award, you know? mm. and he has been on this tear with the exception of the start of the season where he just didn't have his best of form, but he has been on this tear of league, league, FA Cup, World Cup. Um, Europa League, champ, no Champions League, probably Eurozone, and I think that considering like his career start late compared to Mosul because he only moved to um, Leicester when he was 24, though it has been fantastic. And I think that now with his achievements, his personal achievements, and uh, all run ability, that you know, not just Makalele, but we talk about Kante by the time he retires. Is going to be one of those players that we're going to talk about as one of the greatest ever in his position. Well, I was not going to ask that if he would be considered like one of the best players ever in that position. So, me, yeah, yeah. I'll be open to hear somebody if they think like it's too soon to say that, though. But for me, it is undisputed at this point. Uh, yeah, like it, you know, men used to say it have the Makalele role in teams. Yeah, change that to Kante whenever yeah. he retired. For sure, for sure. Kante is great. For how many and years go back, Kante bringing back retains every single year. He involved in some kind of winnings. For sure. Hollywood. And even back in December, coming up to the January transfer window, it did have a point where Chelsea was looking to sell Kante because uh, yeah, the, the lack of form he was on and. He just didn't fit into Lampard's system. Like, mm-hmm. Kante was one of the players who was not in Lampard's squad every game. Lampard again, yes. not good, boy. Lampard not good. <laughs> well, you know, Lampard, you know, Lampard have his son and Mount had to play, you know. Hey, guys. Thank you for listening. There are more parts to this conversation, so look out for those episodes on 2nd and 4th of June. Keep supporting us. Have a nice.